Hi, everyone. Today, I brought Jen back so that we could talk a little bit more about diving into the unknown and how the universe will respond to you when you say yes. Jen has recently made major changes in her life and stepped into her calling, but to say that it was scary is an understatement. So from here, I'd like to turn it over to you and share with us what's all happened for you in the last year. Oh my gosh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of change. And I think when that presents itself in your life, you're left with the choice. So the option, you're going to either embrace the change and move out of your comfort zone into the realm of the unknown, because it really is the unknown, and trust and go and be. And I know. At certain times when I've been in that space through our conversations, you know, you have said things to me like, Jen, just dance with change. And I mean, I really love that. I actually grabbed onto that and coined that like as mine mm -hmm. um, because you're going to either figure out how to cope with one or the other, the realm of change or staying stuck in what's familiar and what's known. And, you know, there's a big part of ego that operates in that. When you stay stuck in that, you know, it's just what's known and you're going to keep doing what you're done. And I've always done and you don't get the excitement of the unknown. So yeah, anyway, it's been a huge journey of transformation in the past year for me. I mean, everything has changed from, moving into my call and my purpose, um, figuring out what that has meant. What did you give up to move into your call and purpose? Because we can't typically make significant changes without walking away from something as well. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think that's where, you know, oftentimes fear can set in because you think of it as giving up or losing something. Yeah. But ultimately what was happening in my life, I was in a position, I actually had a business partner. I was in a position where I was completely miserable. I was not happy. It didn't feel right. I was out of alignment. My whole body, you know, it's like our whole body, our whole existence clues us in. I mean, how many people in America today like hate their freaking job? <laughs> There's a lot of people. And so, I mean, essentially that's what it was like. And you had your own business, which most people would think that's a goal, right? To have your own company. So you did have your own company with a partner. How yeah. many years were you guys in business together? Uh, it ended up being a couple of years. So it was okay. you know, relatively newer, but it was, you know, that's a good chunk of time. Um, yeah, exactly. I think, you know, it's easy to get attached to something like that. And, and you know, in all honesty, in hindsight, it was an accomplishment. And so if you, what I did and looked at it like as taking away the good experiences and the lessons that I needed to learn in that time that I could pull into my future and into where I am today and also live and apply that into my life and stand on my own two feet, which has been an incredible experience, um, far beyond anything I could have imagined. And I couldn't be more grateful to, you know, God and the universe as to what's happening today in my life as a result. But 
you got to take that leap. I mean, that's why they call it a leap of faith because faith is blind and a leap is, you know, jumping into some space that you're like, this doesn't feel right. Initially, it doesn't feel good to be standing out in nowhere's land. Like the unknown is like, there's nothing known there. You don't know anything much. Sure. <laughs> so this huge risk, you, you had your own company, you can feel internally that things are off both within your partnership with this person and the type of work that you were doing was no longer satisfying. So you have this urge and calling internally to help people in a different way. And in order to facilitate that, you had to undo what was currently in place and completely blindly jump forward into a coaching position where you are currently helping people with addiction, grief, and loss. And that I can say 100% is your calling. Most of us have a calling and we cannot figure out how to do it for a living. So that is just a giant miracle in itself that you can have both because most of us have a job that we really dislike and we do our time day in and day out and then maybe get to experience a little bit of our calling throughout our lifetime or maybe not. Maybe just know that it's buried within and something you're passionate about, but cannot figure out how to actually integrate it into your life. So you did take apart your company. And then what did you do next? What was the next thing that you had to do to help you take that leap? Did you do it on your own or were you enlisting others? That's a, that's a great question. I just want to back up a little bit and say, you know, what happens for most people in America today is that we are conditioned in some way, shape or form to think that you've arrived when you have the American dream, a house, a car, kids, marriage, all the entanglements that ultimately become the shackles. And those shackles are tied into the fact that you got to pay your damn bills. So you go to work at a job you hate and then you're, then you feel stuck even though you know you have this call and this purpose in you, because like you said, we all do. Um, but you know, you got a mortgage, you got obligations and all these mm-hmm. things that just weigh you down that get in the way. They, they absolutely get in the way. So, you know, I've been incredibly blessed to, so I'm going to tell you how I did it. It was a lot of effing pain. And the word that comes to mind is some significant things had to literally die. And it feels like death, but in death comes a rebirth. And that's the part that we don't see. We experience the negativity of the death of, you know, your life as you know it, basically. And I didn't really know that all that was happening. I mean, it was happening one thing at a time where there was so many things changing and transpiring and, um, you know, thank God. I'll tell you what, the other thing, the other way I did it obviously our relationship has been significant. There's no secret to that. That's been huge. So I would say have somebody in your life that you really can be your most true authentic self and loved right where you're at in a way that is going to help foster and grow on both, you know, both sides. Yes. But, um, you know, really the biggest blessing has been the capacity, so humility, but the capacity to be able to really go within and look within 
And to me, that's been one of the hardest places to look um, in every given situation. Because, you know, the other thing that's not a secret is that we're big law of attractioners. We believe we are big magnets. We attract who we are and not what we want and all that stuff, right? So I think there's just, and for the, for the point and purpose of our calling too. So yeah, it's been, I mean, there's no like one and done to how you can do this. It's, you know, addressing these little things along the way, but I'll tell you what, I believe this. I believe that we all do have an inner guide that wants to lead us into our call and our purpose. So if you connect with that and allow that, the magic will start to happen. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is something that you would have been able to, without support of others, done? Or would it be something that you would just continue to want to do if you didn't have a team behind you? I think that... I think it would have taken me a lot longer. I think I would have fought a lot harder because one of the things that I'm notorious for doing because I'm, I've lived from a place of fear a lot of my life is fighting to stay stuck, not really consciously knowing that that's what I'm doing. So I think it would have taken a lot longer, but here's the thing. And you know, I'm big on God and it's not about anybody else. I'm not trying to say that anybody else has to be, but that's just me a part of who I am. I feel like he has done for me so often what I could not do for myself. And so he has strategically placed, you know, people in my life along the way and some more significantly than others that have, you know, been a huge contributing factor to me being able to move into and walk out the call. It's true. See, I know just because I know you, but others might not know this, that you did hire, I don't know if I'd call it a team, but definitely a coach and someone who's walked this before you and done well. So did that make a big change for you? I know a lot of people don't believe that that's necessary. I personally have done it myself and, and you have. What changes did you see from having that relationship and investing in yourself? Oh my God. That was the cornerstone. That was the turning point for a number of reasons, not just any one reason. And I know that you and I both invested significantly, like thousands of dollars. And I today, in hindsight, could not put a price tag on that experience. Um, first off, you're you're partnering with like-minded people. Um, you know, second off, you're sending a message to the universe that, okay, I'm going to invest in me because I believe in me. So you're, you're letting, you're taking a stance and a position and saying, I, I actually believe in me and I'm worth it. And, you know, then the world begins to open up, you know, you just do the work, you follow, you follow the classes, you know, it's, it's, it's a bunch of classroom stuff, so to speak. And you just open up your heart and your mind. And then all of a sudden you're making connections with people. You know, I've met people that are like, wow, okay. You know, we've practiced and they're like, wow, okay, you're doing this. Well, I am really technology savvy. I'm going to build you a one page website. It's like, mm-hmm. what? what? Yeah. 
So you know what I mean? You just never know who you're going to meet when you're going to meet them. The like-minded part is so true. It really is. We can feel very isolated, especially when you're trying to take on something that is out of your comfort zone already. Mm-hmm. So to get plugged into a group of people who are on the same path, have the same aspirations, have taken the same amount of risk. Here's other piece that didn't really click for me until recently. When you invest, put in dollars, we'll call it dollars. Investment is more than just money. It's time, but and energetics. You become accountable. That is the biggest part. I have signed up for many things that I didn't pay for and I didn't show up. You know, when it would pop up on my calendar and I had something else going on and it could have been even as simple as I wanted lunch. (laughs) It wasn't great timing to hop on a call. I would ignore what I didn't invest in. So that financial commitment becomes a commitment to yourself and it ties you to accountability. And it also somehow strategically tells the universe I'm taking this serious. Yeah, it's, and skin in, it's skin in the game. You're putting skin in the game. It's equated to being at a basketball game, sitting in the bleachers, talking smack to the person next to you and talking about who knows whatever else, hot dogs and popcorn versus getting off the bleachers and going down in the court and getting in the game. That's the difference. You're getting putting skin in the game. You're going to yeah, be- that's a good analogy. You're going to show mm-hmm. up for that. You're going to show mm-hmm. up for that. And it's the same. Mm-hmm. It's- I think it's the same for everyone. So, you know, put some skin in the game. And truly, you never force anybody to do something they don't want to do. You can't. Lord knows I've tried. But (laughs) when you have children, you learn this quickly that people are going to do ultimately what they want to do. You can encourage and you can direct and all of that. But each one of us individually makes decisions on what we're committed to. And... So it's a process to do that, especially if it's not something that you've done before. It's hard to do, especially when you feel like you know it all, you know, to take yourself and say, maybe I don't know it all. Maybe there's a shortcut. Maybe there's an elevator or an escalator, you know, that can really get me from the point that I'm at, what I do and don't know, and bring me to the point of where someone else is at, what they know. And take the shortcuts, babe. I tell you what, it's been done in every arena of life but when it comes to moving from the point that we are and getting us to the point that we want to be we're freaking stubborn we don't want to we want advice but we want it free you know mm-hmm. so i think that that's been the monumental for me is to get over that and hire mm-hmm. people who know what they're doing and can show me all the shortcuts and shorten time oh my mm-hmm. god that is so well said And that is the other huge aspect to it. You know, you're really cutting time because they've, they've already done it. So why not learn from somebody who knows and they can just, you know, get you where they are faster. That's right. For people who don't know, you are in an industry, we'll call it a service industry. And that partnership is no longer, and you've moved forward into your very own I wouldn't call it consulting. It's definitely coaching, but would you share more about what you do? Yeah. So I am an addiction coach and what that looks like. Uh, initially I've been more geared towards or focused on the extended family system. 
who is impacted or affected by the addict or the alcoholic. However, I don't exclude the addict or the alcoholic themselves because, um, you know, if I can help somebody, I'm gonna, Mm -hmm. and you know, the, the distinction is oftentimes they need, they may or may not need treatment. And so that's something that they would have to, you know, we'd have to figure out, I could help them figure that out together. But, um, so yeah, I've developed a couple little programs that I offer for my clients. And I also specialize in grief, grief and loss, uh, just because I did bury my oldest son, uh, to a heroin overdose at the age of 23. And I know we've talked about this before, but I mean, the life that I've lived has been probably the most valuable in terms of helping people. So the school of life, the school of hard knocks coming up out of that alcoholic family system, you know, I did work as a chemical dependency counselor for a number of years, years ago, which I'm not aspiring to be that. And then, so recently what's come into my world, which is really exciting is um, traveling and doing interventions. Which is just like what you see on the show. I know I've told you that before, but it's pretty darn cool. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty exciting because it is actually working with the extended family systems. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I want to thank you. Really what I wanted to do is maybe give people some takeaways because if you have this dream of shifting from something you don't love and creating a life you do love, what I heard you say so far is that there is fear. It is not like, there isn't um, balloons and parades every single day you get up. It's fear to do the unknown. So you had to dismantle what was. You found support within your own personal network of people that love you. And you also hired people who knew what they were doing and had walked this path before you. Is that correct? In a nutshell. Okay. Anything else that you can think of that you would give as advice for people who really do feel called to do something that means more to them? Just jump in the pool. (laughs) And if you can't jump in the pool, get somebody in your life who will just push you. (laughs) (laughs) So your advice is swim, baby, swim. (laughs) Swim, baby, swim. Uh Awesome. No, I got to say one more thing. Uh, Yeah. the, The, um, the business breakthrough class that I did take, one of the things that I absolutely loved and their motto is fuck it up and figure it out. And so that's my, favorite, that. that would be my biggest number one advice. Just fuck it up and figure it out. I mean, you know, so many people have, and I am absolutely one of these people. I have this aversion to not doing things perfectly. I want it perfect before anyone sees it, which is so silly. You know, yeah. but it, it's just how I'm wired. And so there is this tendency to overthink all of it versus just do it first mm-hmm. because that's how you learn. Fuck it. Fuck it up and figure it out is a really fantastic model. But not only that, think about it. People in general, they, they, they so appreciate, you know, authenticity, genuineness, realness. And nobody is perfect. I know we all do struggle. You know, there are many, many people that struggle with that, obviously, for sure. You know, but for the most part, people just, they dig people who are like. Real? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I have to say that when I'm (laughs) scrolling through, let's say Instagram, the people I stop at 
it's unpolished. It's not professionally edited. It may not have the best lighting and the best hair and makeup and all of that, but they have a message that's real. And I can feel it from them that what they have to say is important. So for anyone who's wanting to go for it, suck it up and figure it out. <laughs> Thank you for talking to me today. Thank you. Bye. Bye, honey.